Hello and welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence. Here we are in the dawn of 2023. Got an exciting episode um, in uh, progress for you. My name is Alex. I am in charge of growth for ArcIT. We are a company that helps architecture firms, engineering firms with their IT. My partner in crime here is Boris Rappaport. He is the CEO of ArcIT. Boris, how's your morning start? Uh, morning's going great. Thanks, Alex. And yes, we, the 2023 is starting great as well. So uh, very excited about today's episode. I don't know. Your opening wasn't as exciting as uh, as all the previous ones, so I wasn't sure. Ah, well, because I'm 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 actually, you know, I'm actually really contemplative today, co- contemplating all things. So use the right words here, um, because we, today we're going to talk about Chat GPT. And for those of you who know what that is, you right away kind of perk up your antennas, right? Because that is uh, as big of a change in how we work and who we are as humans, essentially, as it could be, uh, because it's AI. And we talked, you know, there's a lot of conversations over the last 10 years or so with what AI can do. And previously, you know, only huge companies uh, with a lot of big budgets had opportunities to unleash AI on their databases and give them some kind of intelligence and things like that. Now it's being democratized by, or at least attempted to be democratized by OpenAI, which is a project that started as a nonprofit project that now all of a sudden got converted to for-profit project. And Boris, do you want to kind of give us a quick idea? So, so those of you listening, before you go into this, Boris, those of you listening, we're going to basically unpack what chat GPT is, and we're going to attempt to kind of discuss what the potential impacts, shorter term, midterm, and longer term impact on architecture, design, engineering businesses, as well as other businesses like IT. It will certainly be a disruption for us as well, but we're not planning to be disrupted, are we, Boris? No, we're not. Yeah, you spent an hour with that thing talking to Chad GPT last night. That was kind of cool. So anyway, tell us what that is and where it came from and, and kind of where it is today. Um, so ChatGPT is, you know, artificial intelligence model or yeah, a chatbot basically that is trained on um, data that was freely available on the internet, and that is is basically a text, I guess, a text based AI model, right? So um, the initial um, I guess the initial vision for it was, you know, we, you know, this model gets trained on a bunch of kind of different text that's freely available on the internet. And then it will help you, you know, create text-based content, like writing scripts, writing plays, you know, help students with their homework and so on and so on. So that's what it basically is. But I think it's slowly um, turning into a lot more as people begin to experiment with it, uh, which is, you know, which is a very cool thing. Yeah, I would describe it simply as a know-it-all friend that is always willing and available to give you answers. It's like if you guys use Siri, uh, you know that it can be helpful, but with certain limitations, you got to know the command. Same thing with Alexa. 
You got to learn the commands. You got to train that. It, it's it's semi useful. I'll be honest with you. In business settings, I, I don't really think it's useful at all. Boris, you can argue that point. Uh, no, not, I mean, I'm not yeah. going to argue. Like, I use it to set reminders and things. I think that's like as far as I go with my uh, friend here. Yeah. But what ChatGPT, what that technology is able to do is, is to produce full, uh, complete answers to open-ended questions that encompass all the data that we have on the subject and then some, right? Um, so it's been trained on publicly available data for years, and then it's it's sort of able to give you full answers. Like, give, Boris, like give an example of a couple of things that you've asked it yesterday. Like, what's some of the things that you asked and what's some of the answers you've gotten? Oh, well, so if we're talking about yesterday or before, but uh, so one of the questions that comes to mind is I wanted to repeat something that I saw on a video. Um, and so one of the things that I asked it is, can you make a recommendation for a small business network setup for under $500? And, you know, it went in, it did a little bit of thinking, and then it provided me with a, you know, fairly good answer. Now, um, you know, the recommendations that it provided, I wouldn't necessarily use it for ourselves or our, or our clients. I would definitely look, you know, they were definitely more uh, kind of home consumer grade um, recommendations, but yeah, I mean, it went in and it told me, okay, you need a router. Here's a router that we, you know, I would recommend went in and said, Hey, you need a switch. Here's a switch. Um, and then you need some cables and you need some power. And so, so it basically went through the whole process and gave me a complete answer along with the recommendations of what to buy. That's quite, so that that's was, quite impressive. That and was very cool. If you put that same search in Google, you get a collection of links associated with the search. Uh, all those links will go to likely either blog posts about the subject, or if there's no relevant posts and or good data that Google can find, it'll go and link to websites of companies that likely sell equipment like that. Versus ChatGPT, just giving you the answer, best answer based on information available. So. That, that is pretty impressive. Um, another thing I tell you, we had a um, heck of a trouble with finding somebody who can write articles for us. Like we, we're doing this video conversations, but none of not, Boris or I writers. And also, you know, if we, we, we can write, but it takes forever. So what we're, what we're hoping for is find a copywriter. And we've, we've done, we've gone through multiple individuals and nobody really had the quality and or like the representation of information we wanted to convey to you, you know, share our wisdom and knowledge and 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 help you out. And and that 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 writing wasn't done correctly. With <laughs> we what we did, we put one of our videos into ChatGPT in hopes that the article that it will spit out will be, you know, exactly as we hoped it would be. You know, following the video but writing with with you know elegant pros and all that stuff. So, so the good news is that, well, here's the outcome. The good news is chat GPT writes really well, like no mistakes, well-written, easy to read paragraphs, like you would expect a good writer, great writer to do. However, <laughs> it sort of assumed a lot of things of what we talked about. What was it? What was the subject we covered? 
I think the yeah the subject was about um, support plans and warranties for yes. your business equivalent. So we did that piece at the uh, AA conference in Monterey. We just recorded the piece on our recommendation when it comes to buying warranties for equipment for your business, right? And we have specific recommendations. Now we'll post the article here as well, just so you can kind of see if, if you're curious, post the link to the video and the article that ChatGPT wrote. It wrote a heck of an article, but it sort of assumed a lot of things, didn't it, Boris? <laughs> it's- yeah, yeah. So basically I think what it did it went right. It went into its own intellect, its own database, and pulled out the information that we've talked about, but in its own way, assuming that the positioning that it had in its database was the correct positioning, uh, which was more around consumer grade electronics and should you buy warranty from like Target or Best Buy. Yeah, and so the answer. We'll try. We'll we'll actually get the article written by ChatGPT for this particular video and will allow you to be the judge of how accurate it is. If you care to give us some feedback, that'd be fantastic. But just, just so you understand, those are the kinds of capabilities that this system will have. Um, what I want to talk about next, Boris, is um, some of the implications, because I feel like we are not, uh, I don't know if you remember, AltaVista browser came out and you know, um, that was like the beginning, the dawn of the internet. I, I kind of have a feeling that this is as big, almost maybe, maybe bigger than birth of the internet. What do you think? I mean, it's tough to predict right now because it is like, I think as Chad GPT came out, like it's been blowing up, right? And people are very excited and it's hard to understand whether where the line is in terms of being overly excited versus what the reality is. Um, but so far and just playing around with it and experimenting and, you know, even having our team play around with it and experiment. I mean, it is definitely a step above of what we could do, you know, just half a year ago by just using Google. So instead of using Google search, if you use chat GPT, I think you're getting a lot more, um, more productive answers and things that you can, and becoming more efficient because you're getting a concise answer right then and there, as opposed to, as you mentioned before, like clicking on 10 different links and trying to figure out which one actually matches up to what you're trying to do. And and another thing um, that I want to bring up um, is it's a conversation that you're having, not with another person, but with, um, you know, with this AI it remembers the context. Like you don't have to repeat the keywords in your conversation, right? Your follow-up question is treated as a question in that same context, which then allows you, you know, to more freely express in a conversational way, as opposed to like specifically structuring keywords as you would, um, you know, in a Google search for for example. So l- let me play this out by you and boys, so poke at it as you see fit, but Let's say you're an architecture firm. I'm just going to write right into the, the example, right? Let's say you're an architecture firm and you have your own proprietary, proprietary da- data set. You, know, you have models you've designed. You have buildings that you've built. You have you know, uh, changes to those buildings that have been implemented over time. You have all that data, hypothetically speaking, and that's not far off. You upload that data to your own instance or, or your own chat GPT or, or, or whatever it's going to be called. and the conversation you will have is this. Remember that 
column that was that we designed for this building in Pittsburgh. I think he was in about 2019. I want to know what uh, numbers we used to figure out the support limit that it can hold with that particular structure and design. And that answer, that question will get exact answer you're looking for. So instead of you going back to all your drawings and try to figure out and find find what, what is it that you need um, and, and try to fish that data out uh, without making mistakes. And anyway, so th- that like that in itself, absolutely shortcuts anything or it, you know, in our case, and Boris, you told me this, uh, hopefully it's okay if I share, you know, our guys, you know, our customers submit tickets and our guys will go, go to chat GPT in a few instances and ask it, Hey, how would you solve this issue? And chat GPT kind of provides like, you know, you say consumer grade answer and that you told me, you told me becomes a starting point for the guys. At least it gives them an idea of, sort of where to start digging or it just gives them a direction or maybe a different perspective. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, no, definitely. That's absolutely accurate. And again, um, you know, we look, no, nobody in IT knows everything. Well, nobody in any industry knows everything, right? So we still have to rely on these tools like a Google search in order to find answers to more complicated questions. And it turns out that asking chat GPT those complicated questions gets a more concise answer, maybe not 100% accurate because you still need to do additional research, but you're basically right. You, you, you know, you get some additional ideas on how you go about solving the problem and you get, you know, a step-by-step process. Like you, you know, it will tell you, Hey, here's the, you know, here's the eight things you could do to solve it. Where in your head, you only knew about three of those, right? So there's a lot more of how it, augments right how this capability is going to be augmenting us as humans just from a standpoint of well we can keep all the information in our head and make us more efficient because now it's all in a single conversation or a single response and not all over the internet but you have to click 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 through yeah absolutely absolutely and so what where i think the future uh, i can kind of futurescape this um where i think the future is um, remember conversations, Boris, like everybody was like last three years, I think it was like this in the Valley and everywhere else, like, Hey, data is new oil. Data is new oil. Well, your data is your oil. That's how I would put it. Because if I run a business and I have financial data, I have operational data, I have customer data, I have sales data, right? Uh, I have marketing data. And if I can feed this into the instance of ChatGPT-like AI tool, then I can start asking questions. Um, and in fact, this is what we heard in an All In podcast. I'm just going to give these guys credit. It's an exceptional podcast. Both, both Boris and I listen to religiously. Um, the the new programmer is the the new programming sort of um, profession would be a question asker. Right. It's it's queries. It's how you it's not even how you code, right? Like how you code a database query. That no longer is it is gonna be relevant. It's how you ask the question to get to the answer. Because now your data is neatly compiled into uh into into the 
artificial intelligence mind and you can get any answer you want as long as you ask the right question. And so as a business owners, I think what we need to um, what we need to care about right now is is making sure our data is our own. That's key. So, for example, if you're using a cloud software, that's fine. But as long as you can get your data out, if you're moving from one cloud software to another cloud software, make sure you get all your data out and have it safely stored or um, re-implemented uh, into new software. What What's some of your thoughts on this one, Boris? Like, what's some of the things that you feel businesses would kind of need to start doing today in order to to be ju- to be able to have a jump on that technology and ability? Well, I don't know if it's necessarily getting your data out. I think it's more around having access to that data where it can be easily right queried and trained on by this type of an instance, by some sort of AI. You know, if you're storing that data, you know, if we're talking an AEC business and it's and it's project data, finance data, accounting data, if you're using a tool like Delta, making sure that there is an API that allows for other tools to run on top of it and pull that data out and use the data to analyze it, right? Um, I think making the switch to more open standards that then can be used to um, integrate um, your business operations with other tools that are out there is what you probably need to do in the next few years to make sure that you can fully utilize uh, these things. I don't know if I agree with that. Here's why. Um, Once this becomes starting to become mainstream, which it will, all these other players who right now host and help you organize and work with your data, like Dell Tech, like, you know, CAD systems, whatever, um, they will all be on board with this because it's ultimately your data. They're just the uh, custodians and or, you know, provider of tool to manipulate your data. Um, now, you, you can argue there's service level agreements that that, that, that don't guarantee data, uh, you know, that, that you can take it with you or something like that. It's rare. Most of the time, it's your data in any software, in any SaaS. And I didn't, my, my, my thing wasn't, my recommendation wasn't to get your data out and sit on it like chicken on the egg. <laughs> and what my recommendation was to make sure if you migrate in tools, do not neglect history. This is because I just went through a big tool migration uh, on my other business. And it's like, you know, it's very tempting to just start fresh. Oh yeah, we'll just do this. We'll just shove everything else uh, into, into the dusty storage that we may or may not get access to later on. Be careful with that. I would absolutely make sure historical data is remapped into the new tool. That's all I was saying. And it should be, it should not be a dump. It should be remapped into a new tool. Uh, Yes, that's a little bit more effort. Yes, that's probably more money because you have to probably hire people to do this. I just, I just personally think that would be, that's what something I will do. I'm doing. And that's something I feel like would be a big advantage to a business because your data is basically going to inform the future of your company. Absolutely. Um, no, that I agree with. I thought you meant something else. So apologize for that. But yeah, um, having all, all of the data for as much as you can have it, right? Going back uh, for years is very important because that is eventually a training set 
uh, for any type of tool of the future. Exactly. And now let's 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 do a little more futurescaping. So, how would architecture companies or engineering companies differentiate themselves? Well, to me, it's very simple. Um, the specialized companies are going to do much better than generic companies, in my opinion. And and I may be like way off, and please please tell me if if you're watching and you're cringing. But in my opinion, your specialized data set will be um, a foundation of your success in that similar specialization moving forward. If you build in schools, you know you'll have a lot more data on how to build schools than a company that that builds uh, uh, ADUs in in backyards. But at the same time, if you're an expert in ADU in the backyard. You can do, I mean, just imagine where our architecture can go. If you can have your you know, tolerances and everything else essentially discussed with chat GPT, double checked by engineering, but essentially mapped out and planned out based on your previous successes and failures, and maybe some industry standard failures that, that gets loaded into the chat GPT just to keep everybody safer, right? Just imagine, imagine the kind of beautiful and amazing things we can build optimize things with a lot less effort. I just don't know. What do you think about the specialization? Is that like a is that like a statement you can get behind or you feel like it's 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 everybody's going to be on even playing field? No, absolutely. Um and I I think that's very important, right? Um from well, it's very important just from the business perspective. And that's one of the reasons why we specialize. Uh, but it's very important in terms of this future um, because you will have a proprietary data set for those sets of projects that you specialize in that nobody else has. And your data set will be able to produce much better results than, you know, so just throwing out like round numbers, right? So if you have a hundred projects in one particular uh, kind of niche, your data set will be able to produce much better outcomes than if you have only 10 projects in that niche, or if you have only two projects in that niche. And because of that, because of the better outcomes, your clients are gonna be happier. Can I make another? Um... <laughs> Can I make another, uh, um, you know, potentially controversial statement, but maybe not, sure. maybe not so much, um, or prediction. Price of the company, value of the business is going to dramatically change as well. Right now, how do we value the business, boys? Even at times five, even at times four, even at times two, you know, profit, you know, basically take home profit times X is your price of the company or, or, or revenue times X is price of your company. Is that right? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's something assigned to market share. Uh, there's some other, there's money and value assigned to your growth trajectory. All those things are priced in right now, but very little is assigned to data. I'll make a prediction that some companies will will be va- more valued for their data than they are for their business. A company that does, let's say, a million in revenue that has been in business for 
15 years and it has clean data set that that only builds say ADUs in San Francisco and has all the zoning done all of the all of the other uh all of the potential issues documented um issues versus success what what potentially maybe even the financial data right all of those things and the company only does a million in business it could cost it could sell for a lot more than its value of its profits you know if it a times five just because of the value of the depth of their data and the specific nature of the data that the acquirer is really wants to get into let's say the acquirer is the ADU, you know, large national ADU building company, you know, that data set for them is, is likely going to be more valuable than the whole company. I don't know. That's just, again, that's just out loud, a little prediction, but what do you think? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it makes sense. Um, as long as, right. As long as data is clean, as long as, as long as there's some initial intent of how the data is collected and what data is collected, right? I think that's also important. Right? You need to think about it now when you are, um, you know, you need to start thinking about it now so that you can collect the right data um, to go forward. It's kind of interesting because I'm kind of personally fascinated with buying and selling businesses. And like the due diligence process of going through um, and verifying that that business is actually worth what I'm paying for and vice versa, the other business doing due diligence on an acquirer, like there will be the question askers. Like there's a CPA, you know, right? There's a business broker and it will be a question asker, right? There will be a, a position of question asker that does due diligence. So what they do, they're going to put all that, pull all that data into an escrow, right? And then start asking questions to gauge the quality of the data. So th th then based on that quality, they can offer um, a, a price that, 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 that may be you know, bigger or smaller than initially agreed or initially discussed. How, how about them apples? That's a very, very interesting spin on things. Hmm. So... There you have it. There's, we can dig deep, deep into this, but you guys are still watching and listening, guys and girls. Um, you know what? If you, I'm going to just make 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 an ask, boys. I'm going to make an ask, okay? If you want to sit down with us and have this conversation on futurescaping within the AAC space, we'd love to build, um, I'm just I don't know, off the cuff, but personally, I would like to connect with people who are thinking along these lines and want to be on a very, very cutting edge of this um, and want to be, and I feel like have an opportunity to become one of the first people to take advantage of this and, and succeed massively. Um, would love to build a little bit of a, uh, let's call it like a, a, not a mastermind, but maybe a little bit of a Same mastermind. Thing. Um, that we can maybe dedicate half an hour, maybe 45 minutes per month and go, you know, share our discoveries with the new tool, share the latest news that we've heard or we've experienced and sort of help each other out um, to integrate this into our businesses. So if you if you're still watching, might be must be interested, reach out to us, go to getarchit.com, contact us, just say, hey, thinking about chat GPT mastermind, we call it chat GPT mastermind for now. Um, I mean, first of all, is it a, I, we, we didn't discuss this pre-show. So how do you feel about that? 
Hey, uh, I'm, I'm, we already got it out there in open. So uh, let's see how well, we can cut it. It's let's easy. See what, let's see what we get back. And if people are interested, there definitely should be something to this effect. Now, I wouldn't necessarily call it Chad GPT mastermind because I think Chad GPT is just an example of AI in general and what it can do. Um, we'll, we'll come up we, with a name. You yeah. don't, we don't need to be on the spot here. But the point yeah. is, like the four, four or five people, no more. Um, of of forward thinking business um, uh, individuals who are um, as excited about this tech as we are, you know, and and let's let's try to build a better future by sharing uh, our experiences and our ideas along these lines. Um, I know it's early. I know it might sound absurd to some people, but. I, I I really think this is this is where the VC uh, dollars are going to go over the next two three years. This is what this is what's going to revitalize the tech industry. You know, it's in the dumpster right now as we speak. I bet you in six to eight months, with ChatGPT and OpenAI leading the way, this is where it's, this is how we're going to come out of this um, uh, dumpster fire, which is technology stocks right now. Yeah, I mean, stock market is not so far, but the technology is still moving forward, right? Um, right. Just because, you know, Google is also on the same bandwagon and they have a lot more resources to throw at it. Uh, so Microsoft as well. Yeah, well, Microsoft is getting into, right? So they are trying to get a partnership with OpenAI um, or finalize that. But Google has its own competing product, which is... DeepMind. Yep. Similar but different, and it'll be interesting to see where that leads. Because um, I heard an announcement that they were going to open up the air um, textual AI in the next few months as well. Well, definitely, it's exciting times. Um, thank you very much for watching. We really appreciate you. Happy 2023. Uh, we hope to solve all of your IT problems and help you build your company. Uh, future-proof your company. Um, if you have questions, problems, concerns with UIT, we're here to help. Or just drop us a line at getarkit.com. Just click contact us and send us your note. It goes right to me and Boris. And then we can take it from there. If you're interested in our mastermind, when it comes to AI and futurescaping, you know, let us know. We'd love to, um, would love to share ideas with you. Thank you very much for watching and listening. Until next time, have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye, everyone.